Welcome into the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. We don't even know where Sammy is. I think he's looking for David Amber. We are live on Sportsnet, Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver and Sportsnet 960 in Calgary. This hour of Real Kipper and Bourne brought to you by Bet365. Top story, JB. Yarmo yep. Kekalainen, yep. general manager of the Columbus Blue Jackets, no longer hmm. as he was relieved from his duties. John Davidson takes over as interim general manager while the club searches for a replacement. Should we put on our surprise faces? Well, if the Blue Jackets won their next five straight games, they'd still be in last. So, no. Anytime you're that far down the basement, uh, this is kind of inevitable. He's a GM in his 11th season with the team. So you can't really blame anyone but yourself. Um, and I wouldn't say, uh, you know, the the future is immediately bright. So, no, I'm not shocked to see it. And, in fact, they've been enough stories this season that kind of surprised it took this long. So, well, dawn of a new day in Columbus. There were many that were calling for his departure the moment they started backtracking well, he started backtracking on the hiring of Mike Babcock. How do you mean backtracking? Uh, let's start with, we did our due diligence. Mm-hmm. Let's start there. Do you you didn't do your due dil- diligence. Cause didn't do due diligence. Did, did, That's tough. <laughs> it's really tough, but I pulled it off and I'm not going back. Sorry. There are so many stories out there on this guy that you... You, me, and probably 29, 30 other general managers would not have taken that chance. Yeah. You know, I do feel like he, they were trying to do something big, a desperation swing, you know, a sexy name, a more militant type coach. And yeah, that did not pan out, obviously. So yeah, you're on the hook for that when you make that decision. And he was lucky to get through there when they started losing. The writing was on the wall. So now John Davidson uh, is the still the um, president. He's the interim GM. We'll help them through this. Presumably we'll hire someone else in the offseason. It felt like Davidson himself was on the way out by choice. No? Like at some point here, he's got to be in his mid-70s. You know, How old is he? Well, first of all, it, it appeared that when he got rehired back to Columbus after you yeah. know, uh, leaving the New York Rangers that – that uh, he would come in as president of Hockey Ops, but not be in a position to oversee Yarmo in the hockey department oh. decisions. Really? Yeah. Oh. So all of this, I believe, is on Yarmo. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if John Davidson got painted by ownership with the same brush, mm-hmm. but I'm sure there's some accountability there on on John Davidson and be the first guy to admit that. But I think he, he, he dodges this one because, because of the power that Yarmo had in Columbus to, to make final decisions. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense to me. So, I mean, strange times in Columbus, right? Like you just signed Goudreau, Patrick Laine going through a hard time. Not sure if you saw some of the backlash there. Um, Some sort of harsh comments were made about him on a local podcast, and now they're raising a lot of money for mental health. Well, that's a good part. Yeah, so that's a positive. But, you know, it just 
They've what, been in the news way too much this year. Okay, but like, what, what, like, is there like a black cloud over this organization? They've won, if I'm not mistaken, they've won one round in 24 seasons. I don't know what to tell you there. I mean, that is baffling. You know, uh, Fantilli is hurt right now, so like one of their good things doesn't seem to be able to participate. I just to me, it's like they need to do the whole thing where they sell Jenner and they sell and they sell and they. I know no one when you've won one round in twenty four years, you don't want to take the long approach. But gosh, it's tough to look at this roster and yeah. think any quick fixes available to them. Well, and they've had top picks. You mentioned Fantilli, and there's no question he will be the face. I think of this organization as early so as good. next season, if if not already now. But like, how does Johnny Gaudreau go from being one of the more dynamic forwards in the National Hockey League to this? I mean, seven goals. Kip, he's not playing with anyone. He, you look at their salary cap structure, you know, we're here in Toronto and we cover the Leafs and we know what a ridiculous top-heavy structure they have. The top four salaries among their forwards right now with line A out are Goudreau at 9-7, then Ross Levick at 4, Boone Jenner at 3-7-5, and Sean Corrali at 2-5. Like that's the top end of their cap-friendly page for who they're paying. So tough to produce they've with those had, guys. They've had top picks, but no one has has stepped up. Um, this Kent Johnson came in highly touted. Yeah. World juniors, college kid, face. I mean, he's in and out. He's scratched. He's sent down. I, I don't I, I I just don't understand why why certain players cannot rise yeah. in this organization. Hey, DA in the house. Look at this guy. He's wonderful. He's talented. Put your hands together for the lovely David Amber. <laughs> How's the weather? Did you get caught? It's the it's the trap. What's wrong with people driving in snow? There's barely any snow on the ground. People. Took me an hour to get here. You know where I live. Yes, really? I do. Yeah. That Damn. long. Anyways. Well, we're glad that. you're here and safe. Yeah, got here safely. How are you? Good. How are you guys? We're good. Good to be here. We're just discussing uh, Yarmo. Yes. And the end of the listening. sort of the blue jackets there. Yeah. And uh, no, no real surprise, right, for you? No. It, you would have thought at this point they would have liked to hold on for 30 more games and, and do this in the summer. But uh, the sense I got was that ownership was feeling so much heat. Like there was a, there's a collective uh, fan base now that are starting to, you know, push on the ownership and they don't like that. Right. So there's been a dark cloud uh, there for a while. And you mentioned I was driving in yeah. listening. Um, uh, by the way, Briere, amazing. Hey? How good yeah. is he? So he's so so good. Awful. Honestly, the early returns, I know we're getting off topic here, but the early well, returns we'll get in to Philadelphia, him. it's amazing. Like, I yeah. love, uh, I don't know, I just say, a great guy. It's great yeah. to see uh, early success for him. On the other side of the ledger, dark cloud, right? Like, he was the third longest tenure GM. He had this, a pretty long runway. He had over a decade to, to put this together. The last three drafts, they had five players taken in the top 12 picks, right? Think about it. Five, like, premier blue chip prospects. They probably want to have a bit of a winning culture and a bit of stability there. And I think you want to start that as early as possible. And that might have gone into the thinking. Jeff Merrick brought up something on his show, Kipper, that that might be true. Maybe there was something in the works that Keikalainen was trying to push through. And 
The owner is it John McConnell? I believe owns the team. Uh, um, I don't know. Doug mentions him every other yeah, day. Yeah, Mister McConnell. And he probably was like, yeah. if this guy's not going to be the run, son, I think running the ship, then why are we letting him make decisions? We see the right. decisions he's made in the past haven't worked out, you know, to fruition for what we wanted. So it could have been all those things together. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I think in all honesty, the decision to let him go was made a long time ago. Mm. So I, I, I think it was to get him without rocking the boat through the trade deadline. Um, but like I said, maybe the pressure got to the, to the family a little bit here. What would you do, David Amber, in terms of finding your next general manager? Would you go to, uh, I think John Davidson mentioned that the search starts outside, which means there's nothing internal, which Mm -hmm. means that we're not going to see Rick Nash end up being the new general manager of the Columbus Blue Jackets, but what, what, what does this organization need in your eyes? We're not famously, famously going to see, remember ML Carr was a basketball uh, executive, and he said, I'm going to do a search high and low to find the best GM, and it spent about a month, and he's like, okay, I've determined it's that person to me. Person's me. Yeah. <laughs> John Davidson, I've looked around, yes. I'm the guy. I can't find anyone better uh, than me. You know, and there's been a lot of speculation, you know, JD is, has been a bit of a rocky mm. tenure at times for him as well. I don't know, that's a great question, because there's so many great young minds in the game. I'd love... To see, you know, I don't want to say an outsider, but I'd love to see someone else, some new blood, get an opportunity. You know, like I think I don't have a name off the top of my head, but there's just so many good young up and coming, um, you know, people in the game, uh, intelligent, maybe you think outside the box a little bit who yeah. would be great to get that opportunity. Do you think you can sell that or do you need uh, an NHL guy that's been been there for But who? For who some... would that be? I mean, at this, I mean, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Coaches, it's easier. Mark Hunter. Mark Hunter is a good name, right? Right. He just keeps winning yeah. in, in London. I think that's a, a but great But that's name. still an outside-the-box name only because it's not a guy who yeah. has like 20 yeah. years of NHL GMing experience under his belt. But yeah. it's funny because I, I think there's this desire sometimes to sell to your fans. We have this young analytics guy. Mm. He does numbers. Obviously, Dubas had some of that. John Chaco was that yeah, in Arizona. Yeah. And it's not that easy. No. You know, like there is – as a GM, you are not playing fantasy hockey. You are a manager generally. So people, relationships, scouts, it's a it's a big job. And so someone with some experience, to me, in a role like that for a team like Columbus, who can't, you know, take a flyer, they need to have success soon. Uh, some established name would make more sense. But make me. no mistake, this is a coveted role, right? There's certain Any roles. GM, like even when, when Kyle Dubas left Toronto and he went to Pittsburgh, I, I sort of said, wow, um, he's walking into a tough situation. And I didn't know it was going to be as tough as it is. Like, yes, Sidney Crosby's there. Yes, Malkin's there. But you look where they are in the salary cap, you look at the age and, and sort of the scope of where those players, the trajectory they're on in their career, and you go, uh, wow, you're not walking into Columbus where you sit there and you have five or six blue chip up-and-coming prospects, right? Like you look at some of the young players on that team, the Ken Johnsons, obviously the Adam Fantillis, uh, David Yurchek on, on defense. They have some guys that, you know, 31 other GMs would be calling up and saying, I'd love to have this guy on my team as a foundational piece under control for the next six, seven, eight years. That's a pretty good problem to have if you're going to walk into that situation. Yeah, they had no success. They have good young players. They have 21 of their next 21 draft picks. You know, so they're going to have another that... top five pick this year. Yeah. We are in yeah. studio with David Amber, studio host of the NHL on Sportsnet. Not bad, eh? You got it. The first time Kipper introduced me to the show, it's like he'd never met me before. It's like, yeah, we used to work this together all those Amber days. But... David. <laughs> yeah. Buddy, you're the professional host, not me. I'm looking at you, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, David, did I do good? Did I, did I do yeah, good, you David? It. You nailed it, brother. Okay, 
Let's go down the path of the Pittsburgh Penguins because yeah. they lost last night Whooped. to the Florida Panthers. What are they, three out of the last ten they've won? They're slipping yeah. here. And Gensel got hurt. Oh. Gensel got their, hurt. Which is their big piece to trade. Uh, Matthew Kachuk was an animal last night. Like he, oh, do we have that Kachuk? Did you hear him post-game? So, yeah, oh, yeah. That is good, fantastic. Good host instincts, David, because <laughs> I think we have. We do. Matthew Kachuk last night. Ooh, let's see if oh. we can play Matthew Kachuk clip one. In no, I, I, think, I think Derek Brandeo went to the bathroom. Sammy left, and he's like, no one's calling for We got clips. no producer. I saw Sammy outside. We got oh, well. no Derek Brandeo right now. Uh-oh. Okay, so I'm going to tell well, you what he yeah. said. He said, uh, uh, we're just going to, our line is with Sam Bennett. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to go out there. And, we're and just, Nick Cousins. And Nick Cousins. <laughs> and we're just going to, we're going to play the first 10 minutes like there's no puck. <laughs> There's we're just no, going to hit. We're just going to wear gonna, them down. We're just going to hit as hit. much as we can. No puck on the ice, just running into guys for 10 minutes. I said, Kip, you've ruined me. Because after three <laughs> years of working with Kip, I heard that, and I was like, yes, <laughs> yeah, kill him. You know, like just. But, I mean, it worked to, to perfection hear. against an older yeah. team. And uh, it's not that they intimidated them, I don't think. I mean, I'm not going to pretend I watched the game. But there was only seven shots on goal, period, for both teams in yeah. the first period. Wild. Right? Like, they were there, and as, as Kipper was saying, they were playing like there wasn't a puck. Wear these guys down, get them kind of looking over both shoulders as they're retreating. And you, we all saw last year against Toronto how Florida forechecks. They forecheck with a certain level of tenacity yeah. that is pretty much unparalleled I, I, in the I, league. I, I, I don't, yeah, right. I, like 32 teams in the league. Give me another team that plays like Florida Panthers right now. Florida, by the way, now two points behind Boston. That actually could be good for Atlantic. Toronto if Toronto slips into that third spot, by the way. I think they might Boston. I, you know, it sounds crazy to pick your poison, and Toronto right now is in a wild card, but I, I do think Toronto might prefer a matchup against Boston for than sure. Florida. I really honestly Outside believe Outside the goaltending? wants to see Florida. No, Florida is probably the best team in the league. Is that a wild statement? Yeah, no, uh, I don't it's know not. It's not. Actually, I, I tweeted, I not tweet out, I, I had a text exchange with some people in hockey, and I said, Does anyone, can anyone see Florida winning the cup? And a couple of guys right away hit, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. No, they've, they're, they're, they're not there for you, huh? They're tough. They got attitude, yeah. and they got swagger. I do worry about Bobrovsky, though. Well, wait, he was the that. best player in the playoffs last year. He was, yeah. but there's eight years before that where he wasn't. <laughs> you know? So it's like, which one you He's been good get? this year, though. He has. So he's been the best version of himself. Was it Sammy McKee that was reading off, off some uh, Pittsburgh Penguin stats, including like their? He gave me like three or four categories, which led to one thing: mm. they're really soft. Yeah, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Well, yeah, and we. It's a Kyle Dubas team. I mean, I've called them the the gold leafs, the yellow or gold leafs, whatever their colors are. They're very similar to the teams he built here. I, I just wonder, and I, I understand it on a on a certain level, getting Carlson. I get it, um, but I think there were so many people just sort of saying, "Are you going to get last year's version of Carlson?" Where they, how many meaningful games out of eighty two did the San Jose Sharks play last year? And that's not to Eight knock to the two. skill of Carlson, yeah. right? Yeah, but essentially. He was playing river pond hockey, or however you want to put it. You know, the, the same way with Ovechkin chasing Gretzky right now in Washington is becoming less and less relevant with every loss. He can just go out there with the freedom of, I'm just going to try and score goals. Yeah. And when Carlson's having to play in a structure in a different system, and then there's the whole power play, the power play thing's been just baffling, right? And you took Latang, you took the incumbent guy off a great power play, you put Carlson in, and it just hasn't translated. I wonder if they're just going to rue the day they went out there and, and signed the most expensive defenseman in the league. What is Sid going to do on a team that if they if this team misses the playoffs th- this year, 
then you know it's going to follow in the next year and the one after that. What like, are you suggesting? They're only getting worse. What are you suggesting? I am suggesting that Sid may want to reconsider his options. And one of them may be leaving. Or is he your guy that says, I'm going in and I'm going out like Mario. One uniform. I mean, I think that uh, this is what he wants to do. And I think he has every desire to see the Penguins just improve around him so he doesn't have to make this decision. But one of the things that we think of with Sid is competitiveness, right? Like just this desire to win and we see it in the way he plays. I find it hard to believe he's going to work through a rebuild and help turn it around on his way out the door. I think what could save Sidney Crosby finishing his career as a Pittsburgh Penguin are two things. One, he has three Stanley Cups and it doesn't diminish his desire to have a fourth Stanley Cup. No, two, but it does. we're about to have the Four Nations face-off followed by the Olympics. He's going to get that ability to be, he'll, he'll be the captain of Team Canada. I can't see how he wouldn't be. Uh, for this Four Nations. Uh, somebody so. named Connor? No. It's well, yeah, okay, if you want. Okay. If he's on the team, um, it's Sid. You know, that's a great, de- that's a great debate. I mean, there's no... I'm not disagreeing with you, but Sid is the type of guy that says, I'm giving it to Connor. If if yeah, okay. that, that you you very well could be right, and there's no wrong answer here. Listen, you get 87 or 97, I'm happy either way. But having said that, uh, you know, it's not like Sid is a, a marginal player playing out the, the string here. I mean, he's still an elite, elite player. I mean, he's still an all-star caliber player. And I don't that's a great that's a great debate. But bottom line is those things I think will get his yeah. competitive juices flowing. That is an interesting debate. Actually, it would be the captain, uh, Connor or or Sid. Pretty good options to have. Um, but I think I think those two things will keep him in Pittsburgh. I really do. Is he your MVP right now, Connor? Nate, the Nate dog. It's a, probably it's, they're running neck and neck, are it's they? Probably Nate. I mean, we can't forget Kucherov either. Kucherov is leading their team by. But he didn't try in the All Star game. <laughs> Listen, over. it would not be a popular. No pick. one's voting for <laughs> him. It would not he be a popular have a pick. Chance of getting the votes. No, he's he not, you're right. You're right. Um, but I mean, when you just look at the whole resume this year, you know. If we took if we took the names off the nameplate and say here are the here are the yeah. lines, you might say I'll take that guy who's leading the league, who's thirty six points more than the next guy in his team. But you're right. I, to me, McKinnon's right there. But McDavid, if I had to put money down in Borney, you might know the lines. I think McDavid's going to win the Art Ross. You do, eh? Yes, he's ten points up on McDavid right now with about yeah thirty to go. Well, how many? Twenty eight. He has some go. games in hand though, McDavid as well, doesn't he? Well, he hasn't played as many, so his points per game. He's at one six four. He is ahead of McKinnon points per game. Yeah, so I, I could see him winning another Art. If he wins an Art Ross and the Oilers get to second in their division, it's going to be hard to the whole narrative. They were in last place, and here's yeah. McDavid to save the day. Like he's the best player. No one's disputing that, and I think he'd probably be in a way the most valuable player if you know he continues on this stretch. I want to cannibalize our last segment with Da because I, I can't not talk Phil Kessel. We've come this far. We have to have oh, this Oh, I had him on the list. Don't you did worry. with DA? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw any clips of him down in Abbotsford. He's on the ice. Did it not look good? Well, he's just tired. Buddy, if you came to my skate this morning. <laughs> you okay, still skate Thursday. I got to come I out one Thursday. of your skates. Okay, I, more than welcome. You'll be faster than me, I no, guarantee you. I... <laughs> but it, he, he looked like someone more out of my skate this morning. He's sucking wind. Than he did uh, 
an NHL player. Now, but it's I only do day push one. Back. I it's do want to push back on this because if a if any player, if a very fit player had not been playing for 10 months professionally or whatever, it's been six, seven months, mm. and then went to their first pro practice, they're going to be hands on knees at times. Like they're trying to get their wind up. They're going to look tired. But of course, we get the the odd clips and he's, you know, he's built like the way he's built and he's exhausted. He's and head down on months. the bench. And it's 10 months. He played, I believe, the first three playoff games and sat yeah. all through May and June. Like, it's so, been 10 months. So it's understandable for him to be gassed, this is, but he's pretty gassed. Th- this is nothing but a, a rolling the dice crapshoot for the Vancouver Canucks. What's this the is, risk, though? Th- that's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's yeah. just like, and, but there's no downside well, to this. He doesn't cost you a different player or a spot for someone? At, or? At his, no, he doesn't. Yeah. At his very best, if, he, if everything goes great and he looks half decent... He's their 13th or 14th forward going into what hopefully is a long playoffs, meaning you're not getting in unless we lose two or three guys. Let's say Garland goes down or, you know, Brock goes down. Is he your best alternative to slide in for a game or two in the playoffs? I don't know. Maybe. Kessel as late career Patrick Maroon would delight me. Gets his fourth cup with the Vancouver Canucks. Like this guy's resume would be unbelievable. Guys love playing with him, so there's no, there's not a, a chemistry issue. Uh, no, Rutherford and talking. Yeah, he's like beloved. He, you're gonna have a million laughs with this guy in the room. But he's also the guy that, like, okay, you put him in for eight minutes one night, and he gets a touch in the right spot. He can shoot one in for you. Yeah. Like not many thirteenth, fourteenth guys can shoot one in for you, and he can. Quick segue, uh, seeing Kipper do the, the roll the dice motion brought me back to Vegas a few years ago. This guy was on fire. Uh, he couldn't, I mean, he couldn't lose. First time playing craps, he rolled for like 54 minutes. Yeah, if we were betting minutes. like such losers, we could have yeah, we we retired. Yeah. We should have retired that night. Yeah. People around us were like, hey, great, you just made me 20 oh, okay. grand. He <laughs> was like, great, I made you 200 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at my lousy pile going, uh, I don't know this game that well. <laughs> That was a good night, though. That was a good night. So uh, the other uh, Canadian teams that are in the mix, I know you're, you all have a watchful eye on the Canadian mm-hmm. teams. You're my Canadian correspondent. Okay. And every year it's how many of these guys can legitimately have a shot at winning the Cup. Um, the Jets still in there. Like, how many teams do you have with a legit shot here? Well, the three the three atop the West. I mean, we just did the odds board. Um, you know, I'm not sure who's... Um, sponsoring your show. So Thanks to Bet365. Okay, good. Yeah, so Bet365 did our, our Stanley Cup odds, and Edmonton Oilers were the top odds at plus 800. Vancouver was second odds at plus 850. Vegas knows what they're doing, right? They're not they're not trying to lose money yeah. um, without making this a gambling segment. Uh, to, to say that Winnipeg, Edmonton, or Vancouver aren't legitimate cup contenders, I still want to put the Leafs in that group. They haven't shown us, and we, we were going to do a bunch of Leaf games coming up, our regional show with us three and Elliot, which I'm looking forward to. We have a couple of games next week. Um, they haven't looked the part of Stanley Cup contender, but I still am going to stick by what I've said for two months now. Let's see what they are on March 9th. And I'm not sure they're going to be anything different, yeah. but let's see what they are. See, I, every day that passes by, like, I'm not a betting guy, but if I was, mm. that first rounder is good as gone. Mm. The least first. Yes. So you think they're going to do something? Not a chance they're not. Okay, so How's that. So that so that's that, so, pretty darn good. So that you are a betting guy then too. Yeah. So you're putting that out there. And if that's the case, if they go out and they try and hit the jackpot, whatever the jackpot looks like, whether it's Tanev, Markstrom, whomever, I, I don't know who they're coveting. I'm not they need something. Either. But if they go and they add two defensemen, they add two defensemen and a forward, they add a defenseman, a forward, and a goalie. Yeah. We're going to look at them as maybe part of that group. Yeah. Yeah. Right now I'm kind of say they're on the cusp. There's about eight or nine teams I would 
take ahead of Toronto. But those three teams yeah. in the West, especially yeah. the ones that have Demko and Hellebuck. Doing nothing you know. is not an option for the Toronto no. Maple Leafs or yeah. any of the playoff game or any of the playoff teams right across the country. I'm telling you right now, there there's a there's bidding wars going on right now. And and that includes every team in, in a playoff scenario, including Vancouver still knocking on the doors. Who would you guys say is the most coveted free agent out, not free agent, sorry, um trade trade asset out there like it's so i guess it depends on your team well you obviously. had some uh among forwards in your article today you had lawton lawton um, uh i had uh oh boom jenner, jenner. And, you think they're gonna uh, trade their captain who's to trade yeah. them they don't have a gm right now <laughs> yeah. davidson's doing it yeah yeah so there's a couple of Listen, at the end of the day he he knows what the parameters are they're first sure. round picks yeah right Boone Jenner, how that that would be. Well, it's a great think. fit for the Leafs if you're. Oh. I mean, I guess any team looking for a yeah thirty year old and, center. And these are the same grit. teams like the Rangers in Colorado that missed out uh, that put bids in for uh, Monahan. Mm-hmm. Winnipeg ends up with Monahan, but now they're they're going back to the well here. We see Scott Lachlan tonight here. Uh, Lawton yep. uh, versus the Leafs. Some people are saying he's not a first first pick. Mm. Like at the best, he's three and a half four really? on the depth chart. You I know, like he, Nick Steeler, but Elliot keeps saying that they're going to maybe trying to re-sign Steeler. He's a he's a tough. I just told them. Okay, Kip goes uh, check where he is in, in block shots. Uh, first in the NHL. <laughs> Steeler is. Yeah, 155. Yeah. Oh, ahead. That I didn't yeah. know, but I've seen him in yeah. some just, fights. Just Not that there's Tana a lot of fighting, but and he, uh, he's true. He, he he plays he plays he's ten vest. He's a first rounder all day long. Five eleven. To me, on he a plays. championship yeah. team, he could he could slide in uh, second pair defenseman. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. curious to see for the Leafs, like, you know, you talk about spending that first rounder. Can they find something over the next month or three weeks from their third line? You know, Domi and Bertuzzi started to have a little bit last game. Because look at the other Canadian teams. The the Canucks have Bluger, Garland, Joshua as a third they line. call it the lifeline. Those guys have been tremendous, or at least I'm calling it the lifeline. Yeah. I saw it online. I was like, I like that. <laughs> I like yeah. line. Those guys have been fantastic. See, to me, that's that's a, a championship caliber kind of third line. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about Domi and Robertson now going to a conference final or a Stanley Cup final as a third line? I'm, I'm not buying it. Third line on the Jets, Niederreiter, Lowry, Appleton. Yeah. That, that but, to but me is the Bo- best third line in hockey. Right. But if Boone Jenner's in the mix, it totally changes how you feel about a third line. No question. You know? So, you know, we'll see what they do with that first, but they I, definitely I love defensemen. I, I didn't, I mean, I haven't heard anyone talk about Boone Jenner. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't, I think he's the captain. Yep. I looked at it differently, but if he's available, he's he not going to be a part of them when they're coveted. on the way up, right? He's 30 years old. He, you know what? He's also an Ontario kid. Um, he's just an all-star. Like he's He also a, just greased Ridley Craig, so everyone loves him here. <laughs> uh, that would be great. Do, no, uh, be do we expect uh, Bedard to play tonight? Yes, from what I'm Hearing and reading, we have it on Sportsnet 360, I believe. Is it important that he comes back and fills the net so uh, the league can give him his uh, Rookie of the Year Calder? Still Honor. tied. Still tied. With, I mean, this Brock Faber story is pretty nice, though. Brock yeah. Faber looks like the second coming of Ryan Suter, right? He's yeah. eating up all these minutes. I mean, I wonder if at the end of the day, Rob Blake and the guys in L.A. are going, what the hell did we just do? And I like Kevin Fiala, and I, I like yeah. the trade at the time. But this Faber kid, have you guys watched yeah. him? I mean... Yeah, you, you you great. never give up a, a top-tier defenseman for a winger. You just don't. Well, and it's just that you can get burdened so badly. Like, he, he, the next decade, this guy's going to be a number one, number two guy. And They knew the pedigree was there. He played for the World Juniors. He went to the Olympics. He, um, you know, he, uh, he was a second-round draft pick. But 
it just he, the fit's been perfect, and they've just given him more, given him more, given him more, and he's succeeded every time. So Faber's going to be in the discussion. But think about it. You talked about the voting when it came to, to Kucherov. The average voter for awards, they're going, oh, my God, Bedard, the mm-hmm. savior of the league and the goals and this. Or Brock Faber. It's not sexy, right? It's might, He's deserving, but it's just not sexy. He's going to have to really do something. He's going to have to beat Bedard in points yeah. probably to be even in that conversation. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. And uh, last team for me, while we're kind of going around Canada, Ottawa kind of on a bit of a tear. One four in a row. Where have we seen this before? Perfect timing. <laughs> one four in a row, seven, one, and two in their last 10. Uh, their numbers, their analytics, the last 10 games compared to the first 13 under Martin are way better. Yeah. Do we believe it? Is it real or is the second half getting backup goalies? Everyone's playing no pressure. No, I think they deserve these wins. I, I do. I think they're playing more like the team we anticipate. I don't know about you guys. I'm not going to sit here and pretend anything. I, we talked about Detroit, Buffalo, and Ottawa as three possible For teams. For sure. And you know what I said? I said, I like Ottawa the most. I like Buffalo second most. Yeah. <laughs> I like Detroit third most. And you it's the alone. exact flip of those. So, so we've yeah. often debated on what sells the game and how do we drive more awareness to this great NHL game. Where were you on Ridley Gregg? Oh, no. On selling. <laughs> you almost on, got out of here. Was on, 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 on what he did and the interest it created, selling the game, good or bad? I, didn't, I don't even know if I looked at it as selling the game. I had no problem with what well, he... The attention that it had. Yes. I, 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 was, this, that, was that good enough this is how I This is how I look at it. I had no problem with what he did, and he had to fully expect a response. Yeah, right? I think like, it's a great thing. To, to do thing. that and then to just sort of skate and... It's fine. Act, just expect yeah, people like, are going to like it. Listen, we can all relive the situation. I know, and I saw you guys had some great clips on it and great and great dialogue on it. Um, I, I'm glad there was a response. Uh, Luke Gazdick, who I did the show with on Monday, said he thinks that'll be the galvanizing thing that'll maybe draw this team together. And you were kind of alluding to that, too. Because we're dumb. <laughs> As Torts told us, <laughs> yes. we're just dumb. But it was and... a big response. It's, it's, it's dumb. It was a, a big response. Moment. It's a moment. Yeah. They haven't had a ton of moments. No, yeah. no. The Battle of Ontario in the last 10 years or 15 has not had a lot of moments. We sat on the set earlier this year after Marchand took yeah, Lilligren into yeah. the thing, and Nick was apoplectic, losing his yes. mind. There was no response, and understandably so. And you yes. heard Sheldon Keefe say the lack of response was embarrassing or whatever like the words it. he used. And this was a real response. Was it over the top? Yes. Uh, you know, yeah. some people don't think it is. I go, yeah, you don't, you don't just take – you don't stick a guy in the face like that. But I'm glad there was something, and it needed to be something. But I don't have a problem with Ridley Gregg. As long as you know there's going to be, there's going to be, you're and waking. He, and he made no you're, apologies you're poking for the it. Bear. And, yeah. yeah. What's on tap tonight, DA? Busy night. Um, in fact, I better get to my show meeting. We got a 6.30 show. Oh, geez. Luke Gazdick, Sam Cosentino. We're setting up tonight. And tonight we have 8 o'clock. Oh, my gosh. I should know which game. But well, we have the Oilers, the Flames, and the Canucks. Right. I'm not sure which one's 8, which one's 9. The Vancouver's 10. But they're all on Sportsnet 1, Sportsnet uh, proper, I think, Sportsnet West. Check your local listings. Check Sportsnet Plus. But it's a busy night. 12 games yeah. in the league. Uh, what? Every Canadian team except Winnipeg? Oh, wow. Yeah, every hey. every Canadian team except the Jets tonight. So hey. it's busy. And you obviously need to get to makeup pretty badly. Yeah, I'm, it's not even fair to the Clear public. I hope you're well, listening on the radio. <laughs> we, love, we love having you. Shine in is legit hey, Is it true you hate winter because it forces you to wear long-sleeved shirts to hide <laughs> your guns? Oh my god. Guns! He can just break out of those shirts if he wants oh, to by flexing. You know, we used to do the uh, Board of uh, Governors uh, down in Florida, and we'd be by the pool, and like, you know, we'd barely be 
from the airport. <laughs> this guy, this guy can't take his shirt off fast oh, enough. Oh lord, this, <laughs> just such a, this is such boots a boots and shirts mi- off. Boots and shirts. Oh, They're like, just boots, God. sir. He's like, oh okay. This is a misrepresentation. Ellie and, <laughs> uh, and I look at each other, go, I'm just gonna go to the room. Ellie was in the mankini, the the Borat, <laughs> the Borat special. Yeah. Pleasant. All right, uh, no, it'll be fun. Thanks. You know, listen, it was a good chat. It was fun. Anytime uh, I can swing oh, back. Oh, we appreciate you coming on, man. All right, guys. David Ammer, Amber, Ammer. I'm enamored. I'm enamored with David Amber. <laughs> there you go. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll find Sammy. We'll find Derek Brandale. We will find Matthew Kachuk's All right. clip. More Real Kipper and Born after these words. It's Ben Ennis. And I'm Brent Gunning. We got you covered on all things Leafs, Raptors, and Blue Jays every weekday morning, 6 to 9. It's the Fan Morning Show, Sportsnet 590 The Fan, and wherever you get your podcasts. Eleven games on tap. Five Canadian clubs in action tonight. Sammy, you got a little game time action I, for us. I missed you guys. That was fun with the A. We found you. We found Derek Brandale. We yeah, found our a, Matthew uh, Kachuk clip. Um, hold on. Let me let me get this out of the way All first. Right. On Tuesday, February twentieth, Scotiabank Arena will celebrate its twenty fifth anniversary. It will be opening its doors to the community by offering the opportunity to skate on the Leafs' home ice and shoot around in the Raptors' private in-venue practice court. For this occasion, we are offering two passes to this limited-time event. Uh, to enter, listen daily to the Real Kipper and Born for the code word, then text the code word to 59590. Today's code word is hockey. Text hockey to 59590 right now for your chance to win. Listen tomorrow for the last code word, and you do, if you do not win with us, passes are available at Scotiabank Arena slash 25th anniversary. That code word today is hockey. Damn, I, I forgot the code word. What was the code word? I don't know how they it, like. There's they come up with these. Like it's, they're so if, hard. If you went any more general, it would be like Earth. <laughs> it's like, it's going to be on Earth. Yeah, air. It's great. I love uh, it. And the second thing I have for you is it's game time. Ooh, presented by Bet Three Six Five. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary. Bet Three Six Five must be nineteen plus. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. A pretty full slate, as Kipper mentioned before. Uh, Florida Panthers last night, boys. I know you guys were talking about it a bit with DA. Mm -hmm. God, I... My daily fears of waking up and thinking about the least playing that team in the playoffs. They play a certain way. They're going into Buffalo tonight. Uh, They are minus 160 favorites. I know the Buffalo Sabres are coming off their biggest win. Of the year, have they played since they shellacked the Kings, whatever it was, 8 nothing or 7 nothing? touchdown on the Kings, yeah. Uh, still love the Panthers going in that game. Minus 160, a team that just is That's a the bit type of, a, of game where don't love minus 60, doesn't pay me enough. I might do in regulation, or, which you yeah, can usually get it like around even Or money. minus a goal and a half plus 155 for them to win by two. Yeah. I'm just quite sure that the... Florida Panthers are going to win that game. They're going so, to do a victory. Uh, the next one I have, another really good game here tonight. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Colorado is a slight underdog heading into Tampa. Tampa's been playing well recently, but anytime I can get the Nate dog as an underdog, I'm probably going to do that at plus 105. So give me the Colorado Avalanche in Tampa. And I just quickly want to look this up because, uh, of course, as every team that comes into Toronto... It's their Stanley Cup Finals. It's the biggest game of the year for them. And more specifically for Morgan Frost, who comes home tonight, his father, Andy Frost, was the PA announcer forever for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Psychedelic Sundays. Absolutely. Not his, uh... Oh, yeah. 
Big show on so Q107. I can tell you right now that he's going to be coming into this game pretty horned up, looking to score a goal. Give me a Morgan Frost goal tonight at plus 375 against the Toronto Maple Leafs. So those are my picks for this evening, fellas. Um, Anything from you? Just Tiger Woods. Oh, Ooh. Tiger Woods. He had an absolute shank. Um, <laughs> just a full hosel rocket. I'm just looking. He, I think he's pretty close to the bottom okay. of the uh, of the, the leaderboard. Yeah. Uh, plus one today. Yeah. But it's like these new... PGA Tour events like three Everyone guys, three guys gets three guys get cut. Like there's barely any cut. Yeah. Like it's I think there's only fifty guys in the tourney. Like so it's very very exclusive. But anyways, I, I don't have the odds in front of me. I can't get them at this All point. Right. So, so we'll go ahead, go on, finish. Okay, that was game time presented by Bet Three Six Five. Visit the app for latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary. Bet Three Six Five must be nineteen plus Ontario only. Please play responsibly. So before Colorado beat Washington, they they had lost four in a row. Happened. This yeah, but you. You really like them still. Colorado? Yeah, you don't look at them and say I think something's not right here? They're way too dependent on a few guys because they know that they're flawed down the roster and they need additions. You know what really hurt them? Nikushkin. Yeah. Gosh. Losing him. Forgot about him. That one on top of Landis Cog being out this long, like well, Nikushkin took his game to another level. Yeah, and, and we wish him the best of luck. Of course, him. he's he's dealing with off ice issues right now through the program at the NHLPA, and we wish yeah. him all the best of luck. But this is um, this is really put a damper on their top nine. Yeah, they're bottom six right now. Like I like Kiviranta, but they got Parisi on the third line, who they just pulled out of his basement somewhere, and you know some guys that are not uh, super effective. So. I do think they're a little more flawed than they have been in years past, but I do think they're also aware of how good their best players are, and they'll be aggressive at the deadline. Remember, yeah. remember uh, in Nashville, we were talking about uh, Ryan uh, uh, Johansson? Yeah. Being a top player? Like It's over. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. That ship has sailed. Oh, Matt Duchesne, though, is lighting it up for the Dallas Stars, but uh, Johansson I, not having the same success. I look at their, so I just pulled up their cat-friendly page. They have... All the next three years, first round picks. They have a. They don't have. Uh, they have a twenty twenty six second. They have thirds in the next two years, fourth in the next two years. They have a pretty solid amount of picks to be used here. I'm not sure of their prospect capital in terms of who they've got. That's that's really, you know, enticing. Mm-hmm. But this is like the Sid Penguins when they were really good. This is all in every year. Yes, like they're they are ahead of. Like obviously they're ahead of the lease, and that's in that factor. Like. You're trading those first for impact guys, especially with Nikushkin's money not on the books and that but kind of thing. But you would expect Nikushkin to be back this year, would you not? Like maybe not sure. he comes back at the end of it all. I mean, you a lot just, of these guys take a couple months. Know. You just You're don't right. know. You don't know. No. 100%. Uh, I don't know if it's something that you can count on one way or the other. And Landeskog is no. no chance this season. I, I don't know whether or not uh, I, we're talking about this season or the rest of his career. Whatever he's trying to do to me is I've been told is a bit of a long shot. Wow. Right. That's honestly, that's heartbreaking. That is such a stud. Kale McCarr, Gerard Manson, Taves, Byram, like their D is really effective. Yeah. To me, they are still a big time threat. Okay. Them in a short series with Nathan McKinnon, Rantanen, that top pair. I just, I think they're a big threat still. So Colorado, a big threat. We just talked about how Florida for you was like this nasty lookout. Mm-hmm. Can we do we have the Matthew Kachuk clip? We definitely have that clip. Derek. This, we this play is that? what yeah. Matthew Kachuk was saying. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think tonight in particular, the talk was first 10 minutes. There's no puck out there, and let's try to get as many hits as we can and try to wear their D out for the third period. And um, I mean, yeah, there was no puck out there. We didn't have it in the first. So, uh, um, I guess we were no uh, pretty spot in the first on either. That. I know exactly. There, there probably was no puck out there, but I think I think our line is is a little bit different in the sense where we're, we're pretty good for checking and and three guys that play physical and, and are tenacious and try to be on the puck and on the body. So I think especially come playoff time, starting, um, you know, the first few shifts of the game or first few shifts of a period, but especially at the start of games, trying to be probably overly physical and uh, hoping that teams wear down by the end of the series. You know, the Panthers have... Um, he's little, awesome. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's a special. Even, he's not... What did he score last year? Over 100 points 104 something ridiculous but you know he's not he's not on that pace yes, close. Yeah, but he, you, like, he had 109 last year 109. Sorry. Oh, sorry that was yeah in no, Calgary? 100, 109 in Florida yeah 104 109. then 109 okay that's like ridiculous numbers for a guy that can still go out there and 123 off. still Right? Yeah, 123 pins. So he's going to end up with, what, 80, 80, 90 points? Yeah, he's well over point per game. Almost 60 points in 53 yeah. games. But just, like, beat you every which way. And last night, I think he had four four points. Like it's common. He made some great passes last night. Where are you with Florida's defense? Because someone mentioned the name Aaron Ekblad to me the other day. What is a tradable player? No, I not, love Ekblad. You do? I do. I didn't used to. I do now. Wow. Yeah, okay. He scored I've, a nice goal last night. I've come around. But, you know, two names that I, I the other one, the right, everybody wants right handed. Ekblad's a right handed. Uh, Pareko's name is out there being floated a little bit more and more. I think he's got like three years, possibly four left at 6 5. That might be a tough one for the Leafs. Yeah, but uh, you know Eric Ekblad. Not that he's 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 necessarily a guy that could get moved at the trade deadline. First of all, he has a complete no move. He's coming off an amazing contract. Yeah, he's been making seven five. He's been making seven five for a while here. A top pair, right shot, heavy D who gets points. So he's got a no move clause. So it's not like he's there's a threat that he's going to get traded. But in the summer, uh, July, it, he loses the no move, and then it goes to. 12 teams that uh, he can protect from being traded What are you to. saying here? I'm saying that Florida is in a situation now where they're not sure if they want to resign him. He's still at a very young age. 28. He's eligible to be signed July 1st. Would he be looking for a raise off of the 7-5? Would you sign him at 7-5? Would you? They've yeah, we're also, talking that number for Hannafin. That they've also got... Uh, Brandon Montour, who's going to be a UFA um, this summer, and Forsling yeah. is a UFA. So where is Florida going to put their money moving forward? They're going to go back to Eric Ekblad, or are they going to now focus on signing Montour, who's going to be 20, uh, 30 maybe on a four- or five-year deal? Sam Reinhardt's deal is up too this summer, right? So they've got a lot of decisions to make, and that Forsling's come out of nowhere, guys. I think he's, he plays the top ten time on ice per game. I haven't checked he's in a long turned time. Into a but hell he of a, a defenseman. It'd be a real shame if they just crumbled. <laughs> be a real shame. So, so my point is, do you want to go back and and revisit uh, Ekblad moving forward, or do you say goodbye to him and and focus on 
I don't know, keep in mind to her or, or Forsling and, and Reinhardt for that matter. Yeah. What would you do? Well, Ekblad to me is the top guy of the guys you're talking about there. Like Montour, his numbers are down quite a bit from last year. Um, what do you mean, 70-some points last that year? Like unbelievable. Just absurd numbers. Um, Forsling, you know, is he's a nice story to me, but he's not as impactful. He's a great neutral zone gap defender, tight gaps, tough to play and all that. But my only concern with Ekblad is he just rarely gets through a season healthy. You yeah. know, he's hurt a lot. And so you give a guy seven, eight years into his 30s who's already hurt a lot in his 20s. Just to, just to go back to Colton Preco, he has six more seasons after this one at 6.5. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. What yeah. did I say? Three or four? Yeah, at six, six. more. At 6.5. And what's his so, age? So, till 29.30, he is under contract. He is 30. Uh, yeah. Eh. I, eh. Yeah. Eh. You think the Leafs should go after him? No. Well, yes, I do. <laughs> okay, I like it. Well, I just look at the way they're built and what they have. He's a right shot. He's a right shot. Big body, six, right shot. Six. He's been. Was he on the cup winning team? Was. He oh, was yeah. like you know he. Was. he and he's not that old. Presence. No, no, no. Twenty nine. Yeah, and he, he's but generally is, healthy. Uh, there's some wear and tear there. Is he? Is he yes. missed games? Yeah. So there's uh, some wear and tear. I think uh, back. I think back issues he's had in the past. Backyatomy. And um, just one more trade sort of note that the Penguins announced that Gensel is expected to miss up to four weeks due to injury. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Four weeks. That uh, takes you to, like, March Yeah, that, that won't have a... That, uh, He'll get healthy. Won't play a, a factor if, in fact, Kyle Dubas would want to, to trade him. Uh, well, one, I think, I think two, three weeks. Pretty abundantly clear time. here that they should be heading in that direction. Well, like I know you, I know you. It's a tough conversation. They I was were saying. not supposed to miss the playoffs this year. Yeah, making that. I mean, missed it by one point last year after they lost to Chicago and Columbus yeah. in the last two games of the year. Do you remember the, that? And if that didn't happen, Florida doesn't get in. Yep. And then the Leafs win the Stanley Cup. What, right. What was your um, your stats? Didn't you give me stats on Kyle Dubas's Penguins oh, being yeah. like you know yeah, they're. Near the bottom of major categories. Well, they're all the like penalty minutes. Yeah, they're the least penalized team in the league. Oh, least. They're the least penalized team in the league. They hit the least. They do everything the least. That's like me. (laughs) So, you know, I think it's an underrated story Uh, that I think everything's great. Their coach likes to play a certain way too. It's not just Dubas. Like he's been there this whole time. They've never been a force uh, physically. I think this is kind of Sullivan's way. They still create a lot. They're third in the NHL and expected goals four, which is very dubacy. They're all the same. They're I'll say it. That Carlson trade's a disaster. It was from the start. And he wanted, he, he knocked on the door. He wanted it here. He wanted him in Toronto. And oh, my God. I don't think he imagine? got much support. And that's, <laughs> I think we booed I, you out of the studio when you suggested it I last year. I think there year. was a, a, a number of reasons why Kyle left. Very long list. That one probably was... It was right there. What, that he wasn't able to bring yeah, him here that, when yeah, he wanted to? That's right, yeah. Well, whoever dug in on that, if that's Brendan. Good on you, bud. Way to go, way to go pal. <laughs> you nailed that way one. to go. How about the Penguins' power play? Like, Wretched. you can't score with all those stars. It, I hate to draw a line, but I've watched the Penguins a lot this year. And it's Carlson trying to hammer it from the point, and it's over to Gino from the half boards. A lot. The, the Geno slapper from the half boards. It kills. just happens no deception, so much. Just, here it comes again. Did, did you guys uh, catch this story uh, from the 
I caught it from the corner of my eye about a lawsuit, junior hockey violating an yeah, antitrust I law. Yes, I, I read that article this morning. What do you think? I think mm-hmm. that the NIL rules in college and how those players are finding ways to get money now yeah. has changed how people are looking at the exploitation of other players. And these junior hockey players, I mean, it's not fair, It'll but the leagues will crush, crumble if they crush. have to pay them. Yeah. They can't. I mean, these leagues are operating on no margin. They can't pay them, but can they find other ways to put money in their pockets? Well, that's probably what it is. It's like Dave's auto, you know, tire changing service gives the and guy. And you know Dave's just rolling in it in, in North Bay, Ontario, <laughs> well, right? if he's got enough to keep a good center on his team, he might <laughs> pony up, right? You buy season tickets, chip in a little more, we'll get to keep the good players. Like, most a lot of these guys are still making the same twenty bucks I made in nineteen eighty three. Two hundred and fifty per month is the most you well, can make as a junior hockey player. Well, if you just look at the state of college football, it's great. Now that they've got NIL, they've really crushed it. So is that, keep, it's completely sarcastic. It's yeah. horrible. They turn it into pro. Yeah. It's just like 10 well, teams with the good players. Like, they they're given room and board. They play at the in the number one development league in the in the world, in the CHL. They have all the scouts' eyes on them. If you're good in that league, you're going to make it higher. You're going to go to the next thing. It's like, you want to get rid of that? Fine. It's like, it just, it, it yeah. goes to what Torts was talking about earlier. It's like, you want to change it all? But on the you other hand. You want all these guys to come in as superstars getting paid all this money? These ah, guys work it's hard. It's a dumb league. Right. And some owner sells tickets yeah. on the backs of their work and makes that money. At least they don't have to do it behind anyone's back now. That's all. Yeah, and they, they, they right. were always doing it. Right. No, you're right. And there's all these, like, committees now that, like, pool their money to keep offensive linemen. Like, it's a different world now. How do you think, by the way, Kessel's tryout with the Abbotsford, how'd it look there to start? Look good. Look fresh. (laughs) Dynamic. He needs a few down and back. (laughs) He's got to get the wallies going. Yeah. All right, every drill. Down and back. Uh, Down and back. Yeah, boys. All right. Name of a book I've heard of. (laughs) I've done a few. To Daniel Briere general manager of the Philadelphia Flyers and the host of NHL Hockey on Sportsnet, of course, David Amber. 11 games on tap. Pick yours. And then join us again tomorrow when we do it all over again on The Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Have a great night, everybody.